Welcome to Magic School, where you'll learn how to level up every aspect of your life and make your everyday magical, one step at a time, with magic that works. I'm your host, Vervain, and this is what I do. I help people claim their power and level up the witchy way. I'm on a mission to fill the world with beauty, grace, and magic, and to help others find and share the magic within themselves. I do this through divinatory coaching, by co-creating and holding space within Oil Coven, and by creating magical content like this. Divinatory coaching is my approach to tarot reading and other types of divination, whereby I help you craft empowering questions and divine inspiring answers to gain the confidence you need to make the decisions that matter most to you and take action where it really counts. Oil Coven is my online circle of badass witches from around the world who are brought together by our mutual desire and commitment to leveling up with plant magic. We use plant magic in the form of Young Living Essential Oils and the power of collective vision to level up our wellness, our magic and manifestations, our relationships and community, our abundance, and so much more. You can learn more about Oil Coven and my divinatory coaching services by visiting my website at vervainandtheroses.com. What's up, witches? Welcome to Magic School. Today, we're going to be learning about crafting empowering questions for use in divination, whether you work with tarot, oracle cards, runes, tea leaves, literally anything, um, any sort of divination where you approach it with a question, which I think most forms of divination are better when you approach them with questions. Otherwise, you just kind of get a lot of stuff and you're like, I don't know what that means. I feel like it means something, but I don't know what that means. Anyhow, so today we're going to be talking about crafting empowering questions. We'll be going over three key ideas. So we're going to be talking about the difference between fortune telling and divinatory coaching. We're going to be talking about what makes an empowering question versus what makes a disempowering question. And then we're going to be talking about once you've mastered the art of asking empowering questions, what to do with the answers that you get to those questions. So... This is the first day of the first ever semester of magic school, so there's no homework to go over. But I do want to start by taking a moment to congratulate you for deciding to level up. Or if you're still deciding whether or not leveling up is something you're ready to do and you're just listening for research purposes, I would still like to congratulate you for even thinking about leveling up and for taking the first step in that direction by listening to this podcast today. So good job. Good job. On Welcome to Magic School, each lesson is designed with you and your highest potential in mind. Every episode will offer you real, simple action steps that you can take to level up your life and make your everyday more magical. You'll get the most benefit from listening to this podcast if you actually take action and do the homework I give you each week. So stay tuned to the end of each episode to get your next assignment. I'm actually really excited about this week's homework. I've already had a couple people test it out and they really enjoyed doing it. Got a lot of benefit from it or so they said. So A plus to Stacy and Samantha for beta testing your first ever magic school homework assignment. Great job, y'all. And without further ado, let's get into today's lesson. So fortune telling versus divinatory coaching. What is fortune telling what is divinatory coaching so what is fortune telling is it even real um great question thanks for asking uh fortune telling is basically telling people what their future is this is what you see in movies like in carmen well i guess carmen's like an opera not a movie it's been made into movies am i the only person who watches operas anymore tell me um in Carmen there's this scene where she goes to a tarot reader and they pull the death card and they like keep pulling the death card and of course in Carmen it means that she's gonna die um and in movies when you go to a fortune teller and you get the death card it means that you're gonna die or you get the lover's card it like mean you know it it means you're you're gonna get a lover or it's it's very well it's not always very straightforward but the point is fortune telling is telling people what their future is um, if you believe in predestination, then fortune telling makes sense because it's, it's telling you what's going to happen. And if you believe in predestination, you believe that what's going to happen is already set in stone. Um, but I actually don't think that it makes sense even if you believe in predestination, because like, what's the point? Like if everything is predestined, <laughs> then how does it help to know what's going to happen like either you're gonna be prepared or you're not you know it's not like getting your cards read is gonna like 
I don't know. I don't know. I feel like if you believe in predestination, it doesn't make sense to try to prepare for your destiny more than I don't know. It does. Ah, I just you. Can you tell I don't believe in predestination? <laughs> I don't believe in predestination. I believe that we have the power to change our lives. I believe that we have the power to change the paths of our destinies. I believe that we have the power to take control of our lives and to create our realities with our choices and our actions and our words and even our thoughts. Um, maybe with our actual thoughts and definitely because our thoughts turn into our words and our actions and, and our perceptions. So anyhow, what is divinatory coaching? Um, divinatory coaching is a more, I think it's a much more empowering approach to divination. It's using divination to help people, including yourself, if you read for yourself or other people, if you read for other people, um, or me, I read for my clients. It's using divinatory coaching is using divination to help people take charge of creating their own future. So instead of asking what's going to happen, you're exploring possibility. You're looking into what could happen if I do this or like, what are my options if I go this way? Or like, what are my options here? Like help me see options that I might not see now. Um, you can use divination, to reflect the current energy, um, to map the web of energies in your life. So like, I think a spread like the Celtic cross is really good for this sort of thing where you're, you're essentially mapping out the forces at play in a given situation and looking at how they all play with each other and play into each other and play into the heart of the situation. And, um, mapping that web of energy gives you, you know, creating that sort of energy map with the cards gives you, it's a, it's a map of the territory. It helps you plot your journey to your destination. Um, and I think using tarot to tell you what your destination should be is a mistake. I think that's a misuse of divination or even perhaps an abuse of divination. Um, and I'll get into that in a second when we talk about empowering questions. But using divination to create a map of what are the energies at play in your life? What are the options available to you? What might be the response from the universe if you take different courses of action? Using it to find out that sort of thing and then to plot the best course to the most aligned outcome. That I feel is the highest potential of divination and that is what has brought me back to the cards again and again and again. And not just cards. I say cards because as much as like I've only written one book about divination and it was about runes, um, I guess my essential oil magic book also has a chapter on divination. But really like all I'm saying is I haven't written a book about tarot, but tarot really is the the foundation of divination in my life. I actually use runes a lot more for magic than I do like for active magic than I do for receptive magic like divination. But we'll talk about that in another episode because today we're talking about crafting empowering questions. So fortune telling, let's revisit this review real quick. Fortune telling operates under the belief that the future is set in stone, that fate and destiny are bigger forces than the power of human choice and action. It gives you a peek into your future. Like you are the audience to a show. And I'm not saying by the way that fortune telling isn't real. I just don't think it's helpful. And I think it's a lot harder to do accurately because I don't think that the future is set in stone. So I think that if you do fortune telling, um, like what is going to happen, a skilled reader can say like, based on your current trajectory, this is where things are going, but you can always change your current trajectory. So I think this is also a lot, one of the big reasons that a lot of people don't believe in divination is because maybe they've been told something or other about like what was going to happen and then they made a different choice in their life and it didn't happen. So they're like, oh, what the person told me was going to happen didn't happen. So divination's not real. And it's like, well, no, they told you something that you didn't like. So you changed your future. That's really cool. That's really helpful. Like, I, I don't know. I don't really know anything. Why am I teaching magic school if I don't really know anything? The secret is no one really knows anything. So fortune telling gives you a peek into your future like you are the audience to the show of your life. Divinatory coaching, on the other hand, operates under the belief that people have the power, the ability 
and the opportunity at every turn to make choices that can change the path of their entire future and even possibly the future of the world. Gives you a roadmap to your future so you can plot the route. You're not the audience, you're the lead actor and the director. Maybe God's the producer. I don't know. I haven't thought that far through this. So a couple examples to put these differences into action. I know I already gave you one or two, but we're just going to revisit this real quick. Um, example one. So a fortune teller might tell you when and how you're going to die. A divinatory coach is going to help you figure out how to live as long as possible and make the most out of each day until you die. Um, example two, a fortune teller tells you when you'll get into your next relationship and what your partner will be like. A divinatory coach helps you figure out how best to prepare for your next relationship and how to recognize a partner who will actually be a good match for you. So like a fortune teller might tell you like, oh, you're going to pick a guy who's a lot like the last guy, which might be the trajectory that you're on. And you're like, fuck that. Whoops. I haven't decided if I'm allowed to curse on my own podcast yet or not. I probably am. We're just going to have to go that direction now, I think. I don't feel like editing out every fuck. That sounds like a lot of work. We'll just have to tell iTunes that this is explicit. I mean, people under 18 shouldn't be listening to magic school podcasts anyway, right? I don't know. I mean, if your parents let you, that's cool. I definitely started studying magic when I was nine, and my parents didn't like it. But, um, but I would never encourage you to go against the will of your parents if you are a minor. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so whereas a fortune teller might tell you, like, this is the next relationship that you're going to get into based on, like, the patterns of your life so far and the choices that you've been making and the patterns that you're living out. And a divinatory coach might help you break that cycle and be like, yo, you're picking people who are not good for you. And if you want to stop doing that, this might be, like, come take a look at this. Let's talk about, like, where these patterns are coming from and why you're attracting this sort of person and like why you're letting this sort of person into your life and like how you can start letting different kinds of people into your life. And, and that usually means like becoming a different kind of person, but not like changing who you are, just like stepping into your highest potential. You know, my old drama teacher always talked about, because we were like high school students and she would always be pushing us to be better. And a lot of us, because we were teenagers, were like, that's just who I am. And she was like, no, there's a big fucking difference between like asking you to change who you are and asking you to be a better version of who you are. Like you can still be you and also learn to be accountable <laughs> and show up when you say you're going to show up and live more fully. Like you can still be you <laughs> and be a better you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she was so right. She was so, so right. So anyhow, that's a little little bit of uh, Donna Tucker, who will probably never listen to this. But um, I would be so interested. Oh, my God. If anybody ever listens to this podcast who also took drama with Donna Tucker, um, please reach out to me. I'm sure we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> On the one hand, I feel like that class taught me more than the rest of all my years of school put together. And on the other hand, I have some other feelings about it too. So reach out to me. Let's talk. Um, okay. So personally, I don't think fortune telling is very helpful. Like I said, it puts you in the position of audience member to the theater of your own life, which in reality is yours to direct. So how do you start approaching divination as a coaching session with yourself or with your clients if you're a professional reader or with your reader if you're a client? Um, you do this by crafting empowering questions. What are empowering questions? I'm so glad that you asked. That's what we're going to talk about next. <laughs> okay, so... Let's talk about the difference between a disempowering question versus an empowering question. And the reason that I bring this up and the reason that this is my first episode is because I have been reading tarot oracle. I've been performing divination, mostly tarot, but other things too. And runes also, but mostly tarot. I've been performing divination professionally for how old am I now? I'm 28. 
but you're not legally allowed to do anything professionally until you're 16. So let's just say 12 years. <laughs> That's not quite true. But um, we'll just say that I started when I was 16 instead of when I was 12. I guess I technically did get paid for my first tarot reading when I was 12. I didn't think about that. That was a lot of fun. I read for a Halloween party. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. But anyhow, the point that I'm trying to make here is that after reading tarot professionally for somewhere between 12 and 16 years, um, 95% or more of the questions that I get, I just made that statistic up, but it's probably really close to true, um, are disempowering questions. And this is actually, I actually, I don't mind it because what ends up happening is that the bulk of, of my client sessions, my client readings are like the bulk of the time that those readings take up is spent on crafting an empowering question. So is spent on transforming the disempowering question that they bring to the table into an empowering question. And on the one hand, I do feel like arriving at the right question is a huge part of getting a good reading. Like it's maybe the best part of getting a good reading. Like if you've done this enough, you'll get, you might get to a point where like by the time you have the right question, it's not even a question anymore. You already know what the answer is intuitively. And then the cards are just there to like confirm for you. So I really believe that like the, the best way to get the best experience out of like to make the most out of any reading, um, yeah, any reading that you approach with a question, I guess maybe you don't always approach astrology readings with a question. That might be a good example of a type of divination that doesn't always use questions. And maybe that's why I've had so much resistance to astrology for so many years. That's another episode. Um, I'm becoming less resistant to astrology, but I'm also... No, that's another episode. Another episode. Another episode! <laughs> not getting off track now, are we? Anyhow, so on the one hand, I really don't mind spending all of that time with my clients crafting empowering questions because I feel like that's actually, if somebody is stuck in the state of asking disempowering questions, helping them shift their questions and shift their perspective that way is maybe the best value that I can offer them. And that is something like, if, if you're having trouble with this, like I will absolutely help you with that. Book a reading with me. Um, head to my website, ravainontheroses.com and uh, book a reading and we'll craft empowering questions together and I can always help you with that and then we'll read on them and we'll get you really helpful guidance on how to move forward and take empowering action, take inspired action in your life. Level up one step at a time. Wow. What a plug. What a plug. Anyhow, I think I say anyhow more than any other word in the English language. Start counting. Let me know. <laughs> so on the one hand, I don't mind helping my clients with that. But on the other hand, I feel like they could get, I could give my clients so much more out of their readings. I feel like people could get so much more out of a reading if we could spend more of the time on answering their empowering questions and like reading on the empowering questions versus figuring out what questions to ask. And the way that I want to shift that is I've actually created a worksheet for you to learn how to create an empowering question. And you can use this worksheet over and over and over again for different situations in your life. And that's actually going to be your homework. So hold on, we'll get there. I'll tell you how to get the worksheet and everything. But first we're going to talk about the lesson. So back to the lesson, what is a disempowering question or what are disempowering questions and what do they look or sound like? So a disempowering question is a question that takes the responsibility for your future out of your hands. Um, examples are questions with will or will I. So like, when will I get a new job? What will my next partner be like? Will I get to travel abroad this year? What will happen with XYZ situation? Okay, so these questions are bad. I don't really like making value judgments, but I'm doing it. These questions are bad, bad question, because they basically reject the idea that you have power. They reject the idea that you have any power over your life at all. So if you're asking what will happen, you're denying that you have any power to affect what will happen. Another example of a disempowering question is questions with should. Questions like, 
should I quit my job or should I travel abroad this year? Um, and there are exceptions to the should rule, which we'll get to later. Um, but basically these questions are bad, bad question, bad question, <laughs> because they put the responsibility of making a decision that should rightfully be your decision in the hands of essentially chance, the dice of the universe. I guess that's slightly debatable because I, I don't believe that the cards fall by chance or that the runes fall by chance. I believe that if they do fall by chance, you can still get helpful information out of them and I'll be happy to defend that on another episode. Um, but I, I've seen too much. <laughs> I've seen too much in this life. I've seen too much. I don't believe that it's, it's chance the way they fall. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm not so sure I believe in coincidences anymore. But in any case, I, I also don't believe that our lives are pre-decided for us. I believe that we get choices and we get choices for a reason. And I believe that the universe will offer us signs and callings and information and intuition and guidance and paths, options, roads, you know, various, various ways to go, various doors but we have to choose to walk through those doors. We have to choose to follow those signs. We have to choose to take those paths. We can't just not take any opportunities and then get to the end of our life and be upset that the universe never gave us anything good because we were, we were waiting for the universe to give us something good when really the universe was giving us all these doors, all these opportunities to walk through and we didn't fucking walk through them, and now we're upset about it. So that's why I don't like should questions. I don't like questions that ask what you should do, because I think it has to be your choice to be your life. Like you're, when, you, when you ask questions like, what should I do, or should I quit my job, you're putting your path in the hands of someone who's not you. And... To get the most out of your life, you have to be willing to make hard choices and to take action on those choices. And I really believe this. I really believe this. I've, I've experienced this time and again, and I've seen this happen in other people's lives time and time and time and time again. So when you let the cards or whatever tool you're using make decisions for you, you are willingly giving up your power. And this is fine until things don't go the way that you want. Because you always want something. You just don't always admit it up front, you know? You always want something and you always find out after you didn't get it how bad you wanted it. Because so many of us, we don't want it bad enough to go out and get it. But then when we don't get it, we're like, I wanted that. Now I'm sad. Okay, well, want it bad enough to go get it before it's gone. Bam. It's time for a Plant Magic Minute. This week, I want to share with you one of my favorite potions right now, which I've been using for focus and productivity. When I'm feeling mentally overwhelmed or overstimulated, when there's so much to do I don't know where to start, or when I know what I need to focus on but I need that extra push to get me there, I mix one part rosemary essential oil with two parts Kid Power oil blend and apply it straight to my temples and inner wrists. Kid Power is designed to help support feelings of confidence and empowerment, and rosemary's invigorating aroma is known to support focus and memory. Put them together and what have you got? Focus, focus! I made myself a little roller with this blend and I like to use it with this affirmation. I refuse to let anything distract me from my goals. If you need some focus pocus in your life, head on over to my website, verveinandtheroses.com slash focus pocus. There you'll find more information, including the recipe and the link to purchase this plant magic and become a member of Oil Coven. That's it for this plant magic minute. Speaking of plant magic, this podcast is sponsored by Oil Coven. Oil Coven is an online circle of badass witches from around the world who are brought together by our mutual commitment to leveling up with plant magic. We work with plant magic in the form of Young Living Essential Oils to level up our wellness, our manifestations, our relationships, abundance, and more. When you join Oil Coven, not only do you get a 24% discount on all Young Living products, you'll also be invited to exclusive Facebook groups, events, and more. We have several online events each month, including Coven-exclusive moon circles and potions club meetings, and sometimes we throw tarot tea parties. We also hold classes on things like crystals, runes, affirmations, and how to use them in tandem with plant magic. It's so much fun. 
Joining Oil Coven is as simple as saying yes to plant magic. There's no starter kit required and you never have to sell unless you want to. Join Oil Coven to begin leveling up with plant magic today. To learn more and see our schedule of upcoming events, visit vervainandtheroses.com slash oil coven. Okay. So yeah, I mean, it's fine to just do what the cards tell you to do until things don't go the way you want, which you can't ever really control. You can only control yourself and your own choices. You can control how you respond to the world, but you can't control how the world responds to you or how the world just goes about its business without you. Cause it will, it will. Then when things don't go the way you wanted, you blame God or the universe or something else outside of yourself for your unlucky fate. So asking the cards what you should do is a way of falsely, by the way, absolving yourself, artificially absolving yourself of the responsibility for your fate or your destiny. So when you do what the cards tell you to what you thought the cards told you to do, by the way, because the cards speak in pictures Um, you're never going to get an email from the universe unless you subscribe to, um, that really fantastic newsletter, um, notes from the universe, which by the way, you should, um, okay. So I do get emails from the universe, but like you never get get an email from the universe that like specifically tells you what you should do today and how you should do it. It's never going to happen. So if you're waiting, stop waiting. Um, if you've been waiting for your Hogwarts letter, like here it is, Uh, I got to cut that out. I can't be, I can't keep pretending this is Hogwarts. They're going to come get me eventually. They're going to come get me. They're going to disappear me into the Department of Mysteries. And then you're never going to hear another episode of Welcome to Magic School ever again. Because I defied the Ministry of Magic. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, when you just do what the cards tell you to do or what you think the cards told you to do, you know, the, the easiest interpretation of what you thought the cards told you to do, the one that requires the least effort, um, the least personal transformation, then things don't go the way you wanted. Then you blame God or you blame the universe for your unlucky fate. Like, man, my life sucks. Like God dealt me a bad hand. I was just born under the wrong star. And it's like, no, you, you got a lot of doors and you didn't walk through them. You got a lot of choices and you refused to make any fucking choices. Okay. So this gives you no power. Like when you blame something outside of yourself for your destiny, but by the way, like there can be things that happen to you that are not your fault. Like there can be things that happen to you that are not of your creation. Things happen to us all the time that come from outside ourselves. There's a big world. There's a lot of forces at work in this world. But when we blame other people for our experiences, that gives us no power to transform our experience. Do you see what I'm saying? So like something can be someone else's fault, but when you put all the responsibility on their shoulders, you give up the opportunity to make a shift in your life, to make a transformation in your life. When you say, okay, this person treated me badly, but I chose to expose myself to this person. This is just an example. Then you can say, okay, I can start enforcing stronger boundaries. I can get clear with myself about what I will and will not allow into my life and who I will and will not give of myself to and give my time to and who I will and will not engage with. Wow, all those dangling prepositions. Look at me. So when you approach undesirable circumstances in your life with the attitude that there's nothing you can do about it, well, not with that attitude. There's nothing you can do about it with that attitude. But when you approach undesirable circumstances in your life with the attitude that, hey, like, I don't know what I can do. This is a big situation. There's a lot going on here. But like, I can surely do something to make this a little bit better right now. Like, oh, my God, I live with this kid. Um, my roommate has a kid and he just turned six and, um, last night during dinner, he was playing with this remote control car and it was, um, kind of a fun car, but also for some reason the makers, um, hate people and decided to put a sound chip in the car that you can't turn off. Like there's no off switch for the sound chip. So the whole time that he's playing with the car, it goes like, that's the sound. Like it doesn't, it's, it's not making like monster noises or anything. It's literally just like the sound of a revving engine, which by the way, like even without the sound chip, this thing was already loud. So anyhow, we tell him he can't play with it during dinner. He can play with it again once we're done with dinner, right? 
because oh my god and suddenly it's like he's got a ball he's got like five other toys he's got this like this dog that our guest brought over that he's been like begging to be let into the house we just let the dog into the house so he can finally like play with the dog he can play with the ball he can do all these other fucking things but now he can't play with the remote control car it's boring there's nothing to do it's so boring everything is boring there's nothing to do the only thing i can do is play with the car and now i can't play with the car there's nothing to do and it's like kid there is so much to do you are surrounded by an abundance of things to do you are surrounded by an abundance of entertainment for one you still have delicious asparagus and salmon on your plate so like what are you doing saying that there's no stimulus around what are you saying that you're bored what are you doing saying that and i know i mean this kid's six like we all go through this phase but i see adults do this too you know they go through a phase where it's like oh there's nothing i can do about this situation my job sucks and it's like everybody is hiring right now literally everyone is hiring right now also like figure out what you want to do and do it i don't have time yeah you have time for what you prioritize you you make time for what's important to you so don't tell me you don't have time we all don't have time we all have the same amount of time I don't have time, but I make time for what's important to me. We all do. So if you're not making time for it, what that tells me is it's not important to you. If you're telling me there's nothing to do, classic four of cups situation. You're not looking. You're not looking. If you need to know what I mean, go look up the four of cups. Just look at a picture of the four of cups. You'll see what I mean. Okay, moving on. This is already longer than I envisioned my podcast being. I might have to adjust my expectations for how long this podcast is going to end up being. Should, 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 should. Okay, so you don't want to do should questions except for we'll talk about the exception to the should rule later when we talk about empowering questions. Oh, that's now. Okay, so what are empowering questions and what do empowering questions look or sound like? An empowering question is a question that puts the responsibility for shaping your future into your hands. So questions with how can I or like, for example, How can I go about transitioning to a new job that meets my particular needs rather than should I quit my job, which is what we had before? Or what sort of partner would be a good match for my higher self? And how can I lean into my higher self to be ready for them? This instead of like, when am I going to get into my next relationship? Or like, how will I recognize my next partner? It's like, rather than asking, how will I recognize my next partner based on my current toxic patterns? Ask like, how can I transform myself how can I break my current patterns of choosing people that are not right for me and step into a pattern of existence that's going to allow me to attract and choose somebody who is aligned with my highest potential that's a much more empowering question that's a much more helpful question because the other question is going to just get you back into the same situation you've been in before same cycle you've been in before you want to break the cycle if you want to level up leveling up everything's a spiral right we go in spirals So you can either stay on the same level of the spiral or you can level up and go around the spiral. We learn the same lessons, but in different ways. So you can either keep learning the same lesson over and over and over. or You can say, I'm fucking done learning this fucking lesson. I'm done. I'm ready to level up. Let's move on. But that requires a transformation. So you got to transform yourself in little ways, sometimes big ways. But you always got to transform yourself to level up. It doesn't, nothing you do to the outside world is going to change anything if you're not changing yourself. And when you change yourself, your outside world, like your community, your surroundings, your abundance, everything changes when you change yourself. We'll have a whole nother episode, I'm sure, on like, why is my life not perfect if I know this? Great question. Great question. Um, And I have an answer to that. The answer really is because I'm human. Um, But we can go into more depth on that later okay so questions with how can i oh or like instead of will i get to travel abroad this year how can i make sure i get to travel abroad this year like i was saying like we make time we make money we make the resources happen for what really matters to us you always have choices you always have choices about where you spend your resources time money energy all that space in your home that's a resource you have choices about how you how you allot the space in your home. So, so if something like traveling abroad is something is really important to you, don't ask, will it happen? It will happen if you make it happen. It won't happen if you don't make it happen. That's the answer to will it happen. I can tell you that right now for free. You can tip me. Um, 
I'll figure out how you can tip me and put it in the show notes. <laughs> um, okay. But no, that's, that's totally free information. You want to know, will you get to travel abroad this year? You want to know, will, will you get to do something that's really important to you? Here's your answer. You will get to do it if it is really important to you and you make it happen. You won't get to do it if it is not important enough to you to make it happen. End of story. Okay, so this is the exception to the should rule. So instead of just asking, like, should I quit my job? You can ask. This is, a, this is actually one of my favorite formats for a question. So you can ask, given that my goal is X, Y, Z, um, and you can, you know, start knowing what your goal is, um, should I quit my job or should I do X, Y, Z? So actually, um, I asked this format of question, um, right before launching my podcast. <laughs> well, I'm still, I like, I haven't launched it, but you know, I'm sitting down recording right now because I asked this question and I'll post, um, I'll have like a blog post on probably my website and my Instagram and I'll post a picture of these cards that I got. But I, I, I decided to do a, a yes, no reading, which I've, I've never really done yes, no readings before, but I really liked this technique. I read about, um, I think it's pranic room. It might be pranic room. I think it's pranic room. Um, P R A N I C R O O M on Instagram shared this method that I don't remember the name of because I wasn't planning on talking about it on this podcast today, um, for a yes, no divination spread. Um, with, they used majors only, but I used an Oracle deck that was numbered. And the way you did it was like the left, you did two cards, you drew two cards and the one on the left is no, the, or the left position is no, the right position is yes. And then whichever one has a higher number, um, is your yes, no answer. Um, so if the right one is higher, the answer is yes. If the left one's higher, the answer is no. And I drew, I asked, I said, given that my like big picture goal right now is to replace my income from my current muggle job and to be able to quit that job by the end of the year and to be able to replace my income specifically with things that, um, fuel me rather than drain my energy. So things that are aligned with my purpose of bringing magic to the world, filling the world with beauty, grace, and magic and helping other people find and share the magic within themselves. That's part of my mission statement. Um, so I was asking, you know, given that this is my goal, that my goal is to be able to quit my current job and replace that income with stuff that is aligned with my zones of genius and my purpose, should I try to launch my podcast in September of 2021? Because I had been talking uh, like a year ago or maybe a little less than a year ago about like, oh, I feel like September is like a really good month to like launch magic school because, you know, September school, magic school, Hogwarts. Don't come for me, Ministry of Magic. I won't say it too many more times. So I had said before that I had wanted to start my podcast in September, and then suddenly it was August. It was like halfway through August, and I was like, I don't know if this is feasible, if this is realistic right now. Like, I have a lot of other stuff up in the air. Should I still try to do this? And I was feeling hesitant about it, because on the one hand, I was feeling a lot of energy. Like, I was feeling really excited about the concept, but I was also feeling like, am I getting excited about the idea of starting a podcast as a distraction from the things I should really be focused on? Like, am I getting, and I can't tell sometimes, you know, sometimes it's hard to tell the difference between your ego and your intuition. So I couldn't tell if my ego was saying, hey, do a podcast so that I could avoid looking at, you know, so that I could avoid leveling up in some of the other things that I'm doing as like a distraction from that. Or if my intuition, my higher self was saying like, Hey, you should get that podcast out by September because A, that's what you said you were going to do and you do what you say you're going to do. And B, because that's actually a really going to be a really helpful next step in getting you to achieve this big picture goal of yours that you're working towards. Like this is part of your vision, not a distraction from it. And I couldn't really tell which of those two things it was. So I pulled a card. I said, given that this is my goal, should I still try to launch my podcast in September. So this is an exception for the, to the should rule. And you can guess <laughs> probably that, um, I got a yes and I'll, I'll show you what it was. It was, um, one of the cards said building blocks, uh, which was to me like an affirmation of both like everything that you've been doing has been like building up to this moment. And also like this podcast is a building block in your big picture vision. It's not a distraction from it. It's a building block. It's part of it. It's part of the big process. It's part of the process of the big picture vision. 
And then the second card was, uh, and this was from Wisdom of the Oracle, which is one of my favorite Oracle decks, actually. Um, And then the second card was called time to go, which, or it's time to go. And like, when you read about it, it was very much about like goodbyes and leaving things behind. But when I saw it, my first intuitive pull, and I always trust my intuition more than the text, unless I really feel like it's my ego, not my intuition, seeing what it wants to see. Um, but my intuition really strongly saw that it's time to go and was like, all right, it's go time. Let's go. It's time to go. Let's get a move on. Let's get on the train to magic school. Let's make this shit happen. So here we are making this shit happen. So that's my exception to the should rule is like, if you know what your goal is and you're just trying to figure out what action is most aligned with your goal, I think divination can be really, really helpful for helping you kind of see through the fog or see the forest for the trees. Um, and, and to tell like what action is going to be most aligned with your goal or to at least, at least give you like confirmation or affirmation of what you already know. So that was my first example. Um, I have some other examples here that I'll share with you real quick. So like given that my highest priority right now is to maximize my health and wellness, what do I need to cut from my life to make room for this? The reason that this is better, of course, is because like when you decide what you want and what your goals are, asking what you should do to get there is a lot like asking, how can I? So, we, you know, it's worded like given that this is my goal, should I do X, Y, Z? But it's really just a more specific version of the question of how can I achieve my goal? Which how can I questions are, are my favorite questions, but sometimes they're really broad. So if you want to get more specific on a how can I question, you can use a given that X, Y, Z, should I blah, blah, blah. Um, you can use that format if you want. Okay. So yeah, there's a difference between asking for a roadmap to a given destination. We talked about this at the beginning, but it was quick review. There's a difference between asking for a roadmap to a given destination or asking for a roadmap so that you can decide where you want to go versus asking an outside power to choose your destination for you. You can absolutely just go wherever the wind blows if you want, but if you decide later that you don't like where the wind blew you, don't blame the wind. You're the one who willingly gave up your power to the wind. So um, another form of question that can be really helpful is if blah, 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 then what, blah, blah, blah. So for example, if I do this thing versus that thing, then what sort of response can I expect from my world? So this is kind of like a peek into the future. Um, this is, this is kind of like fortune telling, but it's, it's acknowledging your choice. So rather than just saying what's going to happen, you're saying, okay, well, if I stay on my current trajectory, um, then what can I expect? Or if I change my current trajectory to this other thing that I'm thinking about, then what can I expect? If I stay at my current job, then what is that likely to look for me, look like for me versus if I seek something different? If I stay with my current partner, then what's that likely to look like? Or if I leave my current partner, then like, what, what is that likely to look like for me? What are my options from there? Like, what are my next lessons to learn? That, that sort of thing. So I think those can be really helpful. So moving on to part three, um, the first third thing that we're going to address is what to do with the answers to empowering questions. So you have now mastered the art of asking empowering questions. If you still need a little help, do the homework. Um, and now you're asking empowering questions from the cards and you're getting answers. You're getting answers that are really helpful and that are helping you understand what you need to do in your life. So what do you do with them? You act in accord. You have to, I mean, you don't have to, you have a choice. You can do whatever you want. But like, if you want (laughs) these readings to be helpful, if you want these answers to actually be helpful for you, yeah, you have to act in accord with your desires, your goals, and your intentions. If you ask the cards or your guides or whatever, how to do something and they tell you, and then you don't do it, the cards will eventually stop speaking to you because you're not listening. So like, you don't like talking to a brick wall. You don't like talking to somebody when... Like, you know how it is. Somebody asks for your advice and you think really hard about it and you give them advice that, you know, maybe it is right for them. Maybe it isn't right for them. I don't know. Um, But either way, like, you know, when we give somebody advice, it comes from the heart usually. It comes from a place of experience. We really believe that it's good advice. And if they don't even acknowledge it and then they just go on and do what they were going to do anyway. Now, sometimes people are going to listen to your advice and they're going to be like, you know, I understand where you're coming from, but I thought about it and that's really not for me. And maybe they're right. 
But like when you give somebody advice, it's like really well thought out and like, you know, sometimes like you're right (laughs) and they just don't want to do it and then they don't do it and they ignore it. You're like, wow, like I, why did I even waste my time on this person? Why did I waste my breath on helping this person out if they were just going to drop it on the floor and not do anything with it? Like I'm never going to waste my time on this person again. I'm never going to waste my energy, my breath, my time on trying to help this person out again because I did that and they didn't do anything with it. They didn't take it. They didn't value it. And the cards are the same way. So if the cards give you really good advice or the runes or whatever, like if whatever divination tool you're using gives you really good advice, my experience, this is especially my experience with tarot, is that if you are asking questions and they are giving you good answers about like, okay, if this is what you want, this is what you need to do. And then you don't do it. They're going to get tired. They're going to get fucking tired of your bullshit. They're going to call you on your bullshit. And then they might just stop talking to you altogether. Like, first they're going to yell. First they're going to yell. And then they're going to get tired of your bullshit and they're going to tell you that they are. And then they're just going to give up. Until you start taking action that is aligned with your goals. So take the damn action. Take the damn action. If the universe tells you how to get what you say you want and then you don't do it, that tells the universe that you don't really want what you said you wanted. Like we said, if you really want something, you make the time for it. You make the money for it. You find the energy for it. You make it happen. If something is really important to you, really important to you, you make it happen if it's within your power. And often it is. You can't like make someone survive a terminal illness or something. That's not something that you can necessarily make happen. I don't know. I don't know what the limits of magic are. Don't let me tell you what you can and can't do. Don't let me tell you what you can and can't do. I've had the universe prove me wrong so many times about what I can and can't do. So don't let me tell you what you can't. Well, don't let me tell you what you can't do. I'll tell you what you can do. It's more than you think. But yeah, so if the universe tells you how to get what you say you want and then you don't do it, you don't do what the universe told you to do. That tells the universe that you don't actually want what you said you wanted. And it's going to stop sending you opportunities and advice for that thing. Because it, it, you're telling it you're not actually that interested. You don't want it bad enough to take its advice. You're not actually interested. You don't want that thing bad enough to actually take the advice of the universe. Um, okay, what else to do with the answers to empowering questions? Do not, do not use divination as a distraction from taking divinely inspired action. Do not use divination as a distraction from taking action. So often it's so easy to know what we're supposed to do. We know what we're supposed to do. And instead of doing it, because doing it is hard, transforming ourselves is hard. Transformation of the self is hard. It's hard emotionally. It's hard mentally. It's hard energetically. And sometimes it's hard physically. It's hard. It's not fun necessarily um, all the time. Sometimes it's really fun, but sometimes it's really fucking not. And sometimes we really don't want to do it. We really avoid doing it for a long time. And sometimes when you know what you're supposed to do to transform yourself and to transform your life and to level the fuck up, instead of doing it, you turn to divination because you want to hear, you want to be told what to do again. You want to, you want to go back to being a child where somebody makes you do what you're supposed to do. And you know what? Nobody is going to make you do what you're supposed to do to level up and to live into your highest potential. Nobody is going to make you do it except you. You have to be the person who makes you do it. And I know, man, it's fucking hard. It's hard, okay? It's not great. I don't like it either. I'd love it if I could get somebody in here to make me do the things that I'm supposed to do. I would love that. I think I might actually hate it in real life, but sitting from over here, it feels like the grass is always greener on the other side. You know, like it feels like it would be really nice to have someone telling me what to do with my day, with my energy, with my time and making me do it, you know, like pull me out of bed, drag me up to the the studio, hit the record button, you know, like put me in front of this thing and make me go. And that would be, you know, sometimes I think that would be nice, but also like, I would probably resent it. Like if somebody actually did that for me, I would probably resent them. 
I would probably be mad and pissed about everything all the time. I'd probably be like, I don't even fucking want to be here. Why am I here? I would rather be in bed. But when I decide that I want something bad enough to get myself out of bed for it, you better believe I fucking want it. When I decide that I want something bad enough to make it happen myself, to make myself do the things required to make it happen, oh, you better believe I want it. And that tells the universe I fucking want it. And you know what? The universe doesn't give you blessings that you don't want and that you aren't grateful for. Not very often anyway. Sometimes they'll give you blessings just like random. I feel like there's like, sometimes it just like rains blessings, you know, and it's like you get them, you get them or you don't, you're in, you're in the desert or you're in the rainforest. Um, but then sometimes a lot of the time, you know, it's like you give somebody a gift, right? And if they say thank you, it makes you feel good. It reinforces that behavior. You know, if they make you and your gift feel appreciated, it reinforces the behavior of the gift giving. It makes you want to do it again. And when the universe gives you a gift and you are, I mean, I'm choosing to believe that the universe operates psychologically because why would the universe have given us brains that operate psychologically that are so fucking complicated that we still don't understand them? Um, if it didn't also speak that language, I don't know. Is that totally flawed logic? Yes, that's fairy tale logic. But here we are in a fairy tale. I believe that when you are grateful and appreciative of what the universe sends you, and by the way, universe, I am grateful. I am appreciative. I am grateful for my home. I am grateful for the for the for having a working AC in my home finally, even though I've turned it off to record this episode so you don't hear it humming in the background. I am so grateful for the clothes on my back, on my body, 100% cotton, so comfy, yellow, my favorite color. I'm so grateful for the fact that my husband literally had like 95% of the equipment necessary to record this podcast. Well, between me and my husband, like we had it together and like here I am. I hardly had to invest anything to be able to actually do this and make it sound good. And I am so, so grateful for the opportunity to share this information for all the information that you've sent me through experience and through, through all of my experiences, you know, whether it's something that I've learned from listening or reading or something that I've learned from doing, it's still an experience that I've had. All of the things that I've learned and all of the people that you've put me into contact with to allow me the opportunity to share the magic that has changed my life. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Please, universe, if you have more opportunities for me to share magic and help other people level up with magic or just like help other people level up in general, I don't really care if it's with magic or not. Magic is my language, but like I just want to help people level up. And if you speak the language of magic, like we're going to have an easier time leveling up together. But like, if you don't, and I can help you just send me whoever you think I can help universe. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Okay. So coming back to that last point, do not use divination as a distraction from taking action. You have to take the action. You have to do it. You can do all the readings that you want. You can get the same message over and over and over again. But if you don't take the action on the message, if you don't take the action on the answers that you get, not only are the cards going to stop talking to you, like you're also not going to actually get what you want. Like you can ask, how do I get what I want all the time? And if you don't do it, you're not going to get it. You have to actually do it. You know that, you know that because you've been listening to me ramble on for the last almost an hour. Changing your future. We've said this before. Changing your future means changing yourself. If you and your habits are set in stone like an immovable statue, so is your future. If you want to claim your power and take charge of transforming your life, you have to take charge of transforming yourself first not easy and it's scary but it's worth it and if you need help doing things that are not easy and that are scary um i have tools that can help with that we're gonna talk about that in a second because we're at the point in the episode in the lesson welcome to magic school where i share some resources with you resources that you can use so if you want some one-on-one -on -one help with coaching, with, with crafting empowering questions and also finding answers to those empowering questions uh, that will help you take action steps, you know, figure out which action steps to take to level up 
one step at a time, one day at a time in your actual life and actually move closer to getting what you want and to stepping into your highest potential. If you want to do that one-on-one with one-on-one support with me, you can. I offer divinatory coaching um, for you can book appointments through my website. I only have a few slots open right now at this time of this recording. I'm only offering um, six readings a month, three at the full moon and three at the new moon. So, and they're kind of, that's just like how it's, how it can be sustainable for me with my muggle job and everything else that I'm doing. Um, I would love to open more slots in the future, but that's what we're doing right now. So if you want that sort of one-on-one divinatory coaching with me, you can book that there at verveinandtheroses.com slash coaching. So the second resource that I have to share with you is the Crafting Empowering Questions Worksheet. And the way that you can get this is by subscribing to my newsletter. So this worksheet is going to walk you through starting from what's your big picture vision or what's like your current primary goal and walk you through from there and like what's the situation that's troubling you what are the big questions that are coming up for you it's going to walk you through all of that to help you craft the most empowering question possible for how to help you navigate that troubling situation to move towards your big picture vision or your current primary goal so if you want to work through that worksheet um head on over to my website at verveinandtheroses.com and then you can scroll to the bottom on the bottom of every single page there is a little form where you can subscribe to my newsletter and once your subscription is confirmed you will get that worksheet in your inbox um the third resource that I want to share with you is that if you've crafted the questions and you've done the reading and you've gotten the answers and you just need a little support in the taking inspired action department, Valor is my favorite tool for imbuing myself with the courage and steadiness to take action on my vision, on my goals, um, on on especially on like the wisdom that I get from reading. So when I get guidance from a reading and it's like, I already knew that that was what I was supposed to do, but I don't want to do it. Valor helps me do it. Valor helps me hold my heart steady and buck up the courage to just like get it together and do the thing, you know, uh, Valor could be called do the thing, but it's not, uh, the oils, it's an oil blend. <laughs> I don't know if I said that it's an oil blend. It comes in a dropper bottle or in a roller. I really like the roll on personally. I feel like it lasts a lot longer and it's just, I mean, I'm applying it to my skin anyway. So it just makes more sense for me to have the roller. Um, I put it like on the back of my neck. I put it on my inner elbows and I use it whenever I need to, to do hard things. Literally every time I need to do hard things. Um, and it makes doing hard things so much easier for me. It has been a huge game changer. I feel like if you look at like what I've gotten done in past years versus what I've gotten done over the past like year and a quarter, the past like 15 months or so, like that's time when I've had valor in my life. So (laughs) if you're wondering like, wow, what's got into this girl? She's getting so much more done. Um, a lot of it's valor. And then uh, recently a lot of it is my focus, focus blend that I talked about during the plant magic minute. So you can check that out. If you want to know more about valor or the focus, focus, um, you can head on over to my website at verveinandtheroses.com slash valor. That's V A L O R. Um, and that'll, that'll take you to a spot where you can learn more about those things, how to get them, what benefits that comes with, how to use them, all the fun stuff. Okay. So for your homework, kind of already told you about this, but, um, just to be extra, totally super crystal clear, your homework for this week between now and the next episode is to one, go to my website two, scroll to the bottom and subscribe to my newsletter three, Confirm your subscription. You'll get a link in your email to download the worksheet for crafting empowering questions. Download it. Print it out or copy the questions into your journal or whatever works for you. Four, fill out the worksheet. Do the thing. Fill out the worksheet. Craft an empowering question. Okay? Five, do a reading for yourself with your chosen method using the empowering question that you crafted with the worksheet. So... I don't care whether that's tarot cards, oracle cards, runes, tea leaves, raindrops, words in a book. I don't care what method you use for your divination, although I'd I'd love to know, actually. But I'm just not picky. But, like, please share it with me. Um, But use your question that you crafted through the worksheet. 
and then send me a message and tell me how it goes. So you can you can still contact me later. Um, like if it's if you're listening to this after the release of the next episode, you can still contact me. But if you let me know before um, the next episode, we might have a chance to go over the homework in the next episode. Um, I'm just now thinking about how that's going to work logistically, but um, I would like to make that happen. So that's a goal that I'm making is to figure out a way to go over each episode's homework during the next episode. So if you do the homework, which please do the homework, if you do the homework, send me a message. You can either contact me through the contact form on my website at vervainoftheroses.com. You can um, send me an email at vervainhellsdaughter at gmail.com. Or probably, like, actually the most reliable way to contact me is on Instagram. And uh, you can find me at Vervain and the Roses or at Welcome to Magic School, whichever one is easier for you to remember. Um, Maybe Welcome to Magic School would be better, actually. If you message me at Welcome to Magic School, then all of my podcast-related messages will be in the same place. So whatever feels good to you. But, um, yeah, message me there any of those places and let me know how your homework went. I would love to see a picture of your worksheet. If you're willing to share, I would love to know about your reading if you're willing to share, but I just want to know how did this go for you? Was this a different sort of reading than you've done before? Is this a different sort of question than you usually ask yourself? Did you feel like you got more out of your reading? Did you feel like you, do you feel like empowered by your reading to move? Like, you know what you need to do to move forward. Do you like, tell me how you feel about it. Tell me what your experience was. I want to know. And um, maybe I'll share about it on the next episode of Magic School. So anyhow, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening today and see you next week on Welcome to Magic School, where you'll learn how to level up every aspect of your life and make your everyday magical one step at a time with magic that works.